adesso parte il tiro, rete, 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 un gol straordinario! Welcome to Rated This Way, Calcio Podcast that brings you the latest and greatest news from the world of Syria and European soccer. My name is Michael D'Angelo, and of course, as always, with me, I have Paul Nobaloni Mangoni. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he likes to laugh, this guy. We have uh, Mr. Chris Baselli. Hello, everybody. And of course, we have Julian Paggio D'Angelo. How's everybody doing tonight? Everyone's, uh, everyone's doing very well, I can tell you, because uh, we had a lot of calcio this past week. So everyone is, their bellies are full with lots of uh, delicious, uh, delicious, delicious calcio and some pasta. Perhaps some pasta. Oh, goodness me. Uh, is that accurate? Is everyone good? How, how are we all doing today? Hey, I'm good. You're good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, quite the dominating performance uh, in today's game. So, yeah, um, uh, I'm quite happy because there was Calcio on every day. And there week. will and there will continue to be Calcio on every day for the next. Until week. Friday. I think Friday what? there's no Calcio. Uh, I'll have to check on that. Maybe you're right. But again, in any case, it's basically every day because yeah. then even the match day resets on the weekend uh, there's obviously midweek games coming up this week, and we'll get into those a little later. Um, but we have, yeah, midweek games. Uh, then we have weekend games, and then we have European games again next midweek. Hmm. Quite, yeah. we have quite the schedule set up. Yes, 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 quite. Yay, <laughs> yay indeed. Uh, okay, well, let's uh, not waste any time here. Let's go through. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through Europe. Um, so all the Italian squads in Europe and their results of the, of last week. Then we'll get into all the City A action, and then we will get into um, I guess the next match day, uh, just kind of what to look forward to. And of course, Paul is going to have a City B minute um, because that's what we do on this pod. So let's start with Europe, and what we're going to do is start with uh, I guess we'll do Tuesday's game, Champions League. So we had. Uh, two squads playing on the Tuesday. We had Atalanta playing against uh, Villarreal and Juventus playing against Malmo. Uh, and Atalanta, uh, we'll go through them first. They end up tying the game 2-2. Uh, six minutes in, they get a one nothing lead from uh, Freuler. Then uh, uh, Manu Trigueros ties it for Villarreal 1-1. Uh, and they actually take a lead uh, in the 73rd minute, so in the second half. Uh, Grenneveld makes it uh, 2-1 73rd and then Gosens saves the result for Atlanta um, they end up tying the game to 2 as I said and uh, I think eventually Villarreal was on a red because they got a second yellow as well but again they uh, at least came away with a point uh, which is probably a good result just uh, you know considering 
the rest of the group. Correct me if I'm wrong here, boys. Are they also in a group with United? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, so, and young boys. And young boys. And that's uh, that's an important note then because young boys ended up beating Manchester United 2-1. Uh, so at the moment, that would have young boys in the lead with three points. Uh, Atlanta Villarreal obviously tied with one and United at zero points. But um, again, very good result for them uh, considering it could have been no no points. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just... Yeah, Musso saved their ass a little bit. Yeah, he made a few, especially in the end. I think like the last play of the game was a corner for Villarreal, and he made a great save on a header. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I I agree. I think too with Musso. Not not that I blame him for you know Atalanta's slow start, but I'm finding in possession anyways. He's he's making some crucial crucial errors, and not that Golini was spectacular with the ball at his feet, but I I didn't find he made this many crucial errors. So I don't know if it's Musso just adjusting to. About Atalanta, but uh, what I was going to say is that Atalanta still didn't look themselves in, in this game. At, at times they did. It was good to see uh, Darun back on. Um, Darun didn't look like himself. I think this was his first game back. Maybe one of you can mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong on that. But yeah, he didn't look like he was ready to go. I don't know if starting him in a Champions League game was the best time to to introduce him to the season. But yeah, we still haven't seen the best version of Atalanta and we'll uh, maybe talk about them a bit more when we do our, our study out review. Yeah, and I mean, just to, um, not to counterpoint, but just to talk a little bit more about that Musso and Golini kind of difference. Obviously, uh, I mean, you're asking Musso to kind of come into a new system and new everything as well. But I mean, as a keeper, you think you'd be more readily um, uh, able to kind of just show up, you know what I mean, and, and be able to kind of fit right in. Uh, but uh, yeah, those are fair points for sure. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to uh, the next game of uh, the Italian uh, interest in uh, on Tuesday, and that's Juventus against Malmo. Uh, and Juve uh, actually come away with a three nothing victory. So Alexandro comes uh, makes it one nothing at twenty three minutes in. Uh, Cross comes in. He he's there to kind of head it in. Um, very low header, but uh, a header nonetheless. And uh, about. Just before the half, um, the half whistle, we had a penalty um, for Juventus, and DiBala scores the spot kick to make it two nothing. And literally right before the whistle, Morata gets another quick ball in. He's kind of uh, just Johnny in the spot there, and uh, I guess Alvaro on the spot there, and uh, he runs into a ball that kind of shakes loose behind the last defender. He's there. Uh, and he buries it to make it three nothing, and that's the end result. They take a um, a very important three nothing victory away because uh, obviously in the in the following um, Europe games they have of course to play Chelsea, who also won one nothing in their group. So it's uh, it's obviously tied at three right now, but it'll be uh, again an interesting um, an interesting group dynamic there for sure. Paulo, what do you, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, it was important to get the clean sheet. Again, we'll talk about that later for Syria uh, purposes, but it was one of their first clean sheets in like 15 games or something like that. So again, and I know the team was very uh, pleased about not conceding. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was, uh, you know, coming off um, uh, coming off a poor performance against... Uh, Napoli. Against Napoli, exactly. And... You know, it, it was you know just trying to gain gain back some of that momentum that was lost, but 
again, we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah, and to that point too, it's uh, Juve's first win of the season. It's uh, not in domestic play, but of course it's in uh, European Championship, uh, I guess, or tournament here. Um, but again, it's still it's their first win, so again, they have to be feeling a little more confident uh, compared to obviously the first three games of the City A season where they could only muster one point out of three games. Um, okay, moving on here. We'll move on to Wednesday's game. Because we had actually two again. We had uh, Liverpool against uh, Milan and then Inter Milan versus Real Madrid. So let's go with Liverpool-Milan first. So as <laughs> most Milan fans will, will know, it's been a long time coming since the last <laughs> Champions League match. So it was obviously very exciting. Big stage being at... Uh, at Anfield playing against Liverpool. But uh, it has to be said that Milan kind of looked shell-shocked, especially in the first, I would say, 15 minutes. Uh, Liverpool are, are pretty well-known, I would say, for for their press and how relentless they are. And it just looked like it was a combination of nerves on, on Milan's part and then a combination of, of not, being able, not being able to deal with uh, Liverpool's press. And uh, for me, anyways, it was just a matter of time before... Liverpool were going to get an early goal, and um, it did uh, officially uh, an own goal on uh, Fikayo Tomori. But um, I thought inside that first 15 minutes, he was one of the players who looked like he was up for it. So uh, unfortunate for him that that own goal went uh, on his name. But uh, midway through the first, you could kind of see Milan start to settle in a little bit more. Uh, Frank Kessie starting to get on the ball a little bit more. Uh, the back line looking a bit more organized. Um, and then right before half, uh, lightning, lightning struck uh, twice. I, if you ask me, uh, so Rebic uh, scores in the 42nd, uh, and then just two minutes later, Brahim D has um, kind of shots Liverpool uh, to go up 2-1. So it's it's 2-1 uh, going into half. Um, I'm sure Klopp gave uh, his players a, uh, uh, said a couple of, of nice things in the, in the change room because really Liverpool should have been ahead at halftime at the very least uh, in a draw. Um, so Salah makes it 2-2 in the 48th. Uh, and then it was kind of back and forth the rest of the, of the second half. Um, again, in, in my honest opinion, as much as I want Milan to come away with, with a point or three, um, it was kind of always Liverpool's game to win. Uh, and Jordan Henderson, um, great strike on his part in the 69th minute to go up 3-2. Uh, and Milan um, obviously weren't able to tie it up. So 3-2 uh, Liverpool final. Um, overall, I would say decent performance from Milan considering who their opponent was and um, how long it's been since they've played at this level. I just wanted to point out, uh, I think the stats in the first, like, 20 minutes of the, uh, of the game uh, had, like, Liverpool with, like, 15 shots towards net. And then that just right there just showed the dominance of uh, from Liverpool in the first 20 minutes. And then I find that after Liverpool scored, they kind of sat back a bit. And then, as you said, Chris, allowed Milan just to kind of gain confidence uh, by stringing pass together and then in my opinion again a goal is a goal yes but it felt very flukish the way that Milan scored both goals in my opinion I mean the first one yes you can say like the, the cliche term is it was against the run of play but I think after that first one went in you could see that Milan started to grow in confidence so the, the second goal I think uh, it, it kind of came with how the play was going but I would agree that the first goal the Rebic goal was uh, kind of uh, I don't want to say lucky, but like I said, against the run of play. Has it been uh, decided which group is a group of death? Because I would like to put this one um, as my front runner. Because again, you have Liverpool, Milan, obviously two big hitters. 
the other game of this group was uh, Atletico Madrid and Porto, who ended up tying 0-0. So I feel like that's, that's probably the strongest of, of the rest of the groups, for sure. Well, put it this way, uh, except, except for Atletico Madrid, all of them have won a Champions League tr- uh, trophy. Yeah, and Atletico has gone to two finals recently yeah. that I can remember. So um, I, I, I think that's the group of death, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I yeah, there's so. no real like weaker team in that one. No, for sure. I, I guess Milan. Porto. They beat they beat Juventus, right? That's true. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Inter Milan game against Real Madrid. Oh, it was uh, <laughs> what I guess we've kind of come to expect from Inter and Champions League. They played a great game, like ultimately they did. Um, but it's the same old story as last year. They really should have been out probably two or three goals in the first half, and they just couldn't score. Every shot just seemed to be right at Courtois, who did make a couple nice saves. Um, now, Anzaghi took off Lotaro in the 60-65th minute, uh, which I think was a bad mistake because, as I mentioned before, his biggest asset, well, most underrated asset is his press. So the other defenders don't get a chance to build out from the back usually when he's on because he's running after them all game. Once you take him off, they you gave Madrid free reign just to build out from the back. Um and then the other mistake was also taking off Barella. I get he wanted fresh legs, but he subbed in Vecino, who just wasn't up to par. And sure enough, Vecino's man, Camavinga, just kind of runs in freely. Madrid with a nice little give and go in the 89th minute, and Rodrigo scores. Um, so Inter lose the game 1-0. Unfortunate again, because they really did deserve a better result. I think even Brozovic won man of the match. Um, but, hey, that's the way it goes sometimes. The good news, well, I guess not. You can call it good news <laughs> if you want, is that Sheriff uh, Tiraspol got their first win against Shakhtar Donetsk, so not a great start for the Zerbi. Um, but again, if Inter can get their point from those two teams, again, if they get those points <laughs> from those two teams, they mm-hmm. should be fine. Yeah, I was going to, obviously, I was going to mention the groups here too, and, and it's, uh, yeah, as we all would have expected. Uh, Sharif are, are leading the pack with, uh, I guess, on goal differential technically, but yeah. Uh, I just want to point out that like Inter had was it over two in over two unexpected goals against Real Madrid. I mean, I, I, if you want any moral victory, Chris, um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, I guess that's something to take away in the sense that they somewhat dominated Real Madrid. They, yeah, like I said, they played well. They deserved a better result. Um, I mean, Jekyll had one clear-cut chance he hit. Literally, if it was anywhere other than at Courtois, it was a goal. And it was literally right at Courtois. And then he had he got up on a header and actually had a nice low header, but Courtois made a nice save on that one. I'll probably tell you, uh, and you probably know as much, but um, I'm sure if they would have had you know, a very <laughs> dominant... Uh, striker who also scored midweek uh, for his new squad, um, they probably could have buried a few more goals than they obviously they could have won the game. Uh, maybe we'll see. I don't know. It was, I mean, it was the same issue last year in Champions, right? Or Champions League, and Lukaku was there. So who knows? I was we'll talking see. about 
I was talking about Hakimi. <laughs> no, hey, we okay. saw uh, <laughs> the Denzel Dumfries party against Bologna, so we'll get into that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, there you have it. That's the Champions League uh, roundup, I guess. So, um, again, it's obviously very, very early, but uh, Juventus uh, and I guess Atlanta are, are taking positive-ish results. Uh, out of the midweek, but uh, of course the Milan side's not so much, not as lucky, but we'll see going forward kind of what happens there. Uh, moving on to uh, Europa League. So we'll go, uh, why don't we go Lazio first, Julian? So Lazio, much like Inter, unfortunately, um, they actually went into Turkey and like I don't even think Mobile played, so they rested a couple guys. And they actually dominated the game and deserved a much better result. Um, but one of the weirdest own goals I've ever seen. Uh, one of the Galatasaray players crossed the ball in. It's probably like 60, 65th minute again, I think. Mm-hmm. Lazari, I mean, Strakosha probably should have told him he had so much time on the ball because there was literally nobody in the box. He just kind of swung a foot at it and popped up high in the air. Um, Strakosha jumped up to get it and kind of didn't. Seemed to almost second-guess what he should do, whether he should parry it over the bar or whether he should try and catch it. And he ended up knocking it into his own net. <laughs> so, like, you could... I felt so bad for him when I saw the highlights. Like, you could see he was obviously just, like, distraught because that's, I mean, genuinely one of the worst goals I've ever seen. Um, and then, unfortunately, the team wasn't able to bail him out even though they had a few chances kind of in the last 20 minutes. So they end up losing the game one nothing even though it was a game they rightfully should have won and got all three points. Yeah, and uh, Lazio in their group, um, it's not an easy group for sure. They have Marseille in that group as well and uh, Locomotive Moscow. So it's, and of course, Galatasaray, who they played. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's winnable. But uh, again, they're, they're going to need to obviously uh, bury some more chances, obviously, if they, if they intend to be serious competitors in Europa this year. Um, also, I'd be ris- remiss not to mention the um, banner from the Lazio fans showing support to Skrokosha, um, mm. saying that uh, you just got to look forward and, and ignore what people say. So, um, as Julian said, he was the shot on the field. And, I mean, he was trying to hide his emotions by covering his face with the towel after he, mm. uh, he saw that uh, the banner. So, again... Um, Good, good on Lazio fans for not turning on them, uh, and and it shows, uh, you know, when when someone is at a club for for nine years and and has given a lot to to the jersey, uh, it's great to see a fan base recognize that. There you go, especially a fan base that you often speak highly of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a you know a fan base of such a provincial club. <laughs> We just undid all the nice things Paul said about Lazio. <laughs> I was trying to take the words out of Paul's mouth. That's what he was going to say. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's let's keep this party going here. Um, so the other, I guess, uh, kind of big game this week uh, in Europa League was obviously Leicester City and Napoli. Uh, so what happened in that game? So kind of similar to... Um, Milan and Liverpool. I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, that Napoli, same thing, just maybe 
not that they weren't prepared, but maybe kind of the occasion got to them a little bit. So I thought first 10 minutes, Leicester, not that they dominated, but they were the better team kind of making more happen in possession. Uh, and similar to Liverpool, Milan, uh, the English club uh, ends up scoring, you know, fairly early on. So Ayose Perez in the ninth minute uh, makes it one nil Leicester. And uh, I don't want to completely shit on Di Lorenzo, but um I thought he had a poor game defensively. Now, I know what his qualities are going forward, but uh, I thought on that first goal that he could have done a bit better with his positioning. Now, um, for people who haven't seen the goal, it kind of came from the left side, which is where Malqui was defending, and it got crossed to the back post. Uh, so some people might say, you know, Di Lorenzo was helping uh, Koulibaly with the player centrally, but and I, I would agree, but I thought Di Lorenzo, instead of being so close to Koulibaly, if he just kind of... Uh, separates himself a bit more. He could have applied pressure quicker uh, to Perez, and maybe, uh, maybe he doesn't block the shot, but he at least maybe forces Perez to take a touch and give. Um, I think it was Ospina um, more time to make a save. So uh, that makes it one nil. Uh, throughout the first half, though, again Napoli kind of grew into it. I thought Osman's moving off the ball was fantastic. He was causing um, the Leicester uh, center backs a lot of problems. Um, so it was good to see him kind of playing, playing as well as he was. Uh, so 60, I think it was the 60th minute, uh, Lester actually made it two nil, uh, but it got called back offside. Um, and so again, despite the the goal getting called back, I, I would kind of point the finger at Di Lorenzo a little bit. I thought he could have been better with his positioning. So again, lucky, luckily for him, excuse me, it got called back, uh, only for four minutes later, um, Harvey Barnes, um, scores to make it. Uh, two nil at that point. So uh, I kind of thought game over at that point, to be honest, I thought Leicester had the momentum. They were, they were playing fairly well. Um, Spalletti went and made a few. Uh, ends up making it two one. And then later on in the game off a cross from, I believe it was Elmas. Uh, awesome. And climbs up uh, beautiful header into the far post. Uh, I don't even think Schmeich make it two, two. So that was the final score. Uh, there was a second yellow for uh, Wilfred Ndidi in the 93rd. But um, yeah, 2-2. I think Spalletti will probably take that considering they were down 2-0 uh, away in the 65th minute. Also for this, uh, that um, that second Leicester goal, I mean, Barnes was in acres of space as well. Like it, it felt like a blown coverage by, by the Napoli defense. Like there was like literally no one around him. Sorry, for the, the second goal? Yeah, the second Leicester goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was able to take it down. And I think it was Malkui who was defending him again. And yeah, just kind of gave him time. Barnes is left-footed, I believe, and it was a good finish across the across the frame. And plus, like I, I really enjoyed Ozzy Men's header as well. Oh, fantastic. And a great cross as well. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that kind of continues Napoli's uh, strong start, I'd say, to the season this year. So, I mean, they rescue the points here, or a point rather here. Um Plus, going into this, they were, uh, I, I believe, undefeated. They were uh, three straight wins in, in Serie A. So it's, again, uh, a positive result for Spalletti so far this year. Um, and again, we'll see what's uh, going forward. But again, in their group, so they have uh, Liga Warsaw and Spartak Moscow, who um, uh, Liga won th- one nothing, I think. Yeah, one nothing. So they're currently leading, but... Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting group there as well. You kind of expect uh, Napoli and, and Leicester to kind of have to pick up points against these other two teams. But yeah, it's uh, every Italian team here, I think, has a little bit of a battle to uh, to get through, but it's going to be exciting. Okay, 
finalmente, we have um, the last European uh, Italian squad here, and that's Roma. Uh, and they played uh, against Siskev uh, Sofia. Yeah, so in Europe's greatest club competition. Oh, yeah, uh, Conference League. <laughs> conference League in UEFA, UEFA Europe. <laughs> so I, it was a bit of an auspicious start from uh, Roma. Actually, CSK Sofia took the lead through Graham Carey. Uh, from a, so uh, they took advantage of a defensive error from Roma. Actually, so, so then Pellegrini tied it up in the 25th minute with a nice shot to the top corner. And then in the 38th minute, uh, Shoma Rudolph actually uh, provided um, Stefan Alshirai with some space, uh, who in turn shot it uh, to the back of the net. So it was 2-1 going into the second half. Uh, Pellegrini added his second goal um, in the 61st minute after a blistering run from Calafiori down the right uh, down the right wing. And it was just it wasn't the cleanest goal that Pellegrini has scored. Uh, but he was able to put it in the back of the net. And then, and then in the 82nd minute, uh, Gianluca Mancini followed up on a Chris Smalling shot. Uh, so credit for him for, uh, you know, th- being ruthless in front of net. And then Tammy Abraham rounded out the score at 5-1 uh, by finishing off a ball from Shoma Rodolf. Michael? There you go. Yeah, and they take it 5-1. Um, so that's who, and I'm happy that, uh, they obviously took it in the end because 10 minutes in, it was looking very, uh, very poor for my prediction that Roma were going to be future conference league champions. Um, so now it looks better. It looks better, but, uh, uh, yeah, I guess this, uh, this Roma side, again, I spoke about Napoli having a strong start. This is a, again, another positive result for Roma, um, who obviously in, uh, in Europe, uh, would it would be good for them to do well? Well, listen, uh, Marine was brought in to win trophies. Uh, yeah. this, this trophy is there to be won. I mean, your for only sure. real competition is Tottenham, so you got you got to at least take it seriously. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. So in their group, who else uh, is in the group? Let's check here quickly. Roma, Roma, Group C. So Bodo Glimt. Uh, also won, so they're uh, they won three one, so they're in second there. And there's uh, Zoria, who uh, uh, lost that game, so they're in third, I guess third because uh, CSK Sofia obviously have a worse differential, losing five one. But again, like you said, Paulo, it's it's looking um, like maybe Tottenham, perhaps. I mean, AZ's also there. Yeah, there's a couple teams, but uh, it'll be definitely an interesting uh, tournament too follow yes looking forward to it yes quite okay uh well let's uh why don't we why don't we take a quick break then so we kind of got through our europe stuff uh when we come back we'll go through the city a match day that just passed uh and again we'll kind of set up what's to come uh this week and and i guess weekend but uh yeah let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back Pepperoni, Lucas, 
Well, hey, <laughs> what? Tony, a tune. What, a, what a tune, eh? For sure. I could, I could probably, I've listened to this song uh, every year since it's come out. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the like, first no, time I no, heard no, it. No, no. Oh, no. No. I'm joking. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> I think you sent it to me. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's my alarm clock. That's, that's right. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Boom, boom, bad, Cat Is that a pasta? A pasta. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that round thing? Round pasta? Oh, okay. Right. It's, yeah, cylindrical. Yeah. Round pasta. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay, let's move on to uh, uh, the rest of the show here. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna get into obviously a review of City A schedule uh, this past weekend, uh, and then we'll get into again. Uh, we have a lot of games slated for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, not Friday, but then again Saturday, Sunday. So we'll, we'll just kind of preview those. Um, so I guess what we'll do is we'll start with, um, I guess just quickly the Friday game. Last Friday was Sassuolo Torino. Um, and Torino ended up winning in with an 83rd minute uh, strike from Piazza. Uh, so again, they take a one nothing in a kind of a shocker for uh, Sassuolo for sure. But Torino can kind of continue their good form so far this year. Uh, they got six out of 12 points, uh, two wins in a row for them. So um, obviously they're they're going to be taking points where they can. And uh, who's there again? Who's the coach at Torino? It's uh, Juric, Juric. Juric. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of, that's what we're expecting. I think, that game... That... Honestly, that game could have ended like five nothing for Torino. Yeah, they dominated. There you go. Uh, and that was a nice thing. Is Piaget's like first Piaget's first goal in like well, like eight months? Say Pjanic. I said Piaka. Piazza. Piazza. Ah, okay. No, like, I, I you're a town you said... square in Italy, Paolo. <laughs> yes, I know. I just oh, I, I, I struggle so much with Eastern European names. But anyway. <laughs> Anyways, moving on here. Uh, next up was Saturday's game. So we had three this uh, this day, and we had uh, Fiorentina uh, and Genoa. Fiorentina end up winning this game uh, 2-1. Saponara scores in the 60th. Bonaventura, don't call me, Max Allegri uh, uh, scores <laughs> in the 89th. Uh, and then Crescito makes it uh, 2-1 uh, with a PK in extra time here. But it, it does end 2-1 for Fiorentina. Uh, so again... Uh, Two comments yeah. on this game. Yeah, okay, yeah. They yeah. also, again, Fiorentina is another team that continues their great run of form. They've won three in a row. Um, so, again, they, they beat Atalanta last week. Uh, they beat the aforementioned Torino in week two, and their only loss was the, on the first day to Roma. So, again, they're having a strong start. Yeah, so just so as you said, Michael, three straight games uh, with wins. Uh, first time since October 2019. Wow. Yeah, and Vincenzo Montella was manager back then. Ah. Yeah, I was gonna say as well. I don't think Fiorentina have lost since we had Tito on uh-huh. from Fiorentina. Yeah. So as much as I want to have Tito back on, Jeez. basically we can't until Fiorentina lose again. That's just the rule. <laughs> I don't think okay, it'll happen Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Who do they play Tuesday? Enter. Uh, boo. <laughs> uh, and again, we're talking. 
Chris, you talk a lot about uh, Italiano. Again, Tito was, um, or someone from Viola Nation was, was complaining that uh, Gonzalez should have stayed on, that you know he was, was one of the better players on the field. And it was actually the player that replaced Gonzalez changed the whole complexion of this game. Sapinara scored the opening goal, and Sapinara set up uh, Jack Bonaventura's second. So, an, an outstanding uh, move from Vincenzo Italiano. Yeah, I, I don't know if you said it already, but yeah, Sapinara's goal was poof quality. Yeah, yeah. quality, exactly. and it, quality. But it wasn't even our uh, our goal of the weekend. We'll get to that eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on here. Uh, the last game of Saturday was uh, Salernitana. Um, I think host hey, you to. One. Oh yes, you're right. Okay, there's a yeah, yeah. There's another one. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> in a second. Uh, Salernitana uh, end up losing one nothing to Atlanta in the 75th minute. Um, uh, Zapata scores to make a one nothing, and that's how the game ends. All right, go go ahead. Feel bad. <laughs> well, I'll touch on the other game. I feel bad for Salernitana because genuinely they probably deserved a win in that game. Atlanta mm-hmm. did not look good whatsoever. Salernitana forced a couple good saves out of Musso. I know Joel Obi hit the post, like, just couldn't get anything in the net. And then, yeah, Atlanta scored late. Yeah, so it's four, obviously, four straight losses for them. Um, they're doing almost as poorly as uh, a, 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 Tur- a Turin team. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> about a little later. But, um, yeah, they're currently at zero points, obviously. But it's uh, unfortunate for them to have come away with a loss there, too. Okay. Um, yeah, go yeah, for it. So quickly, the intergame. So, of course, after the midweek against Madrid, um, it's a disheartening game. You could obviously come out and kind of lay an egg, and they did the exact opposite. They scored yeah. six minutes in. Uh, Lataro assisted from Dumfries, and Danovic shortly after actually finally made a nice save on Soriano. <laughs> um, and then from that point, Bologna was basically out of its screenier off a corner from DeMarco, Barella off of a it was a dumb freeze ball into the box. One of the Bologna, or Bologna defenders got a leg to it, bounced right to Barella in the net. Uh, Vecino, again, another, I believe that was a low ball in again from DeMarco, went behind Jekyll between Dumfries' legs, and somehow Vecino was still, I don't know where the Bologna defense was on this one, but he was waiting at the back post to score it. Um, Jekyll came on for the injured Correa. He scored... The fifth, um, nice pass from Brozovic. Nice little dummy by Lataro again. Kind of threw off the Bologna defense. Jekyll turned and hit it. And then Jekyll again scored shortly after from a nearly impossible angle. Um, Bologna did, I mean, save a little bit of face. They did. And the clean sheet bid. Um, this name I may butcher, Teate? Yeah, I think I think so. It was his first appearance for the club. And he scored on his debut. So... Good for him. Um, again, I think it was a corner or a late cross blown covered by Inter. He was wide open back post. Nice half diving header. Uh, but yeah, 6-1 final. So, uh, Jekyll has three goals this campaign so far. What did I say? I think he said I was getting, he was going to hit double digits. So, it's already looking good. Nice. Just a touch as well for Lotero. This is the first time in his career he's he scored in four straight, so dating back to the last game of last season because he was suspended for the first game this season. Right, right. Um, but he scored in four straight Serie A games. Good for him. Okay, so uh, two comments. Uh, Mihalovic stated that it wasn't a tragedy to concede six against Inter. 
Wasn't? <laughs> it was not. Yes. Just I'm if, I'm, if I'm if I'm Saputo, I'm I'm very worried about that comment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just let that sink into everyone. It's not a tragedy. That's that's a direct quote. <laughs> All right. So again, uh, Chris, thank you for leading me into what is probably the first installment of the sack race, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't ready, Paul. You should have told me you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, well, we already missed a couple. We already exactly. We already missed. Like, remember, I said last week. I said um, Di Francesco would last no more than twelve games. <laughs> I was off by nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so again, I think I think the game against Genoa uh, for Bologna is a must-win for Mahalovic. Uh, there was a report that Daniela De Rossi could be lined mm. up as a replacement for the Serbian manager. Trying to find the right music there, Michael. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first winners of the sack race was uh, Eusebio Di Francesco and Leonardo Semplici. There you go. And the next one on the list, if he loses, is probably Mihalovic. Yeah. Because I, I, that's, again, Chris, you're right. That's just an... Just an odd comment to to make. Like I understand you, you you're trying to avoid pressure, but to say that oh well, the most important thing is to react. But at least you got to acknowledge the fact that conceding six against Inter is still a disappointing result. You know? It's not good. No, exactly. <laughs> Michael. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's quickly go into Sunday's games then. So we had uh, Empoli host to Sampdoria, and Sampdoria take a three uh, nothing win here. Uh, Caputo gets a brace against, I believe he used to play for Empoli. So is that, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. so he yep. gets a brace against his old team here. Um, 31st minute, 52nd minute, and then Kendreva scores uh, a goal in the 70th minute uh, to which, round it out. Which was on our list of potential goals. Potentials. Hey, it was a potential, but we didn't, you know what? We had we a lot of potentials. We had a lot of potential yeah. this week. It was a good week. For sure. Um, so again, Stamp take it 3 nothing. Uh, Empoli uh, are two losses in a row. They won, obviously, their game against Juventus, so they are uh, uh, ahead of Juventus currently. Um, In the relegation race. Yes, in the (laughs) relegation race. But uh, Sampdoria are, um, yeah, they haven't lost since the first week uh, when they played Milan. Uh, They have two draws and now this win, so they're they're at five points currently mid-table. Okay, moving into Venezia Spezia. So speaking of relegation races, this is definitely uh, one that well, we'll be looking, we'll be focusing on, I guess, rather the, um, when we come back through the second um, through the second legs for each team. So when Venezia gets the host Spezia, um, so what, what I will say too, I know there's a new manager at Spezia, and not every player has returned, but from watching pieces of this game, like I just I don't even recognize this Spezia. Uh, especially when you look at how they were last year. And, and again, I know a lot can change in, you know, four or five months, but uh, it just seems like there's a, the, the club did a complete 180 um, with everything that went on. So uh, that being said, I'll get into the game. Uh, so Simone Bastoni opened the scoring with um, a, a fantastic shot in the 13th minute. And again, we've been talking about potential goal of the week candidates. This was another one. Uh, so great shot from Bastoni in the 13th. Um, so 1-1 at halftime. 
uh, 59th minute, uh, Venezia tied up uh, Pietro Cecciaroni, uh makes it 1-1. And then another, in my opinion, goal of the week candidate mm-hmm. was the game winner um, for Spezia from Medi uh, Burabia. This was probably second place for me for goal of the mm-hmm. week. I, I know we probably all have a different list, but um, great finish from him as well. So uh, big win for Spezia. Uh, I think both clubs would have been obviously been ex- ecstatic, excuse me, uh, with three points because I think they know at the end of the day they're both going to be fighting uh, to stay up this year. And also, I think Venezia deserved something from that game. I think uh, both uh, Spezia goals came against the run of play. Uh, I know uh, Buzio, the uh, Italian-American player, uh, set up Cicerone's goal. So uh, that's looking like an inspired uh, economic signing, if, if you will. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see how uh, Venezia responds. But again, again, credit to uh, the nemesis of the pot of the show, uh, Tiago Motta, <laughs> and uh, it, we'll see how long this run lasts for for Spezia. Quite, yeah, Chris. I'm gonna have to agree. I think well, that one or a goal in our next game, which uh, we'll get into, I guess, right now. So uh, we had uh, Verona. And uh, Roma. Paulo, go ahead. All right. So uh, Pellegrini opened the scoring in this game with a nice backheel goal. Again, that's again, that, my that, that, that's yeah. my vote as the second place. I, Chris, I'm going to give okay. Barabi a third place, but a close, fair enough. Two and three are very close <laughs> range. Okay, if we're talking about that, I think uh, Bastoni's goal. Shut for up. Me, for me, is second place. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so I think that was second place. I mean, he hit it first time and like curled into the top post like a, so, a, so did Pellegrini he'd hit it first time yeah sure. but it took it to defle- it, anyway it, for me it took a deflection I think that that takes away the goal in my opinion like sorry it takes away the quality of the goal excuse me okay anyway moving on uh so again Pellegrini opened the score with a nice back heel goal uh Verona after this uh changed their mentality in the second half completely different team in the second half uh, by the way, new manager Igor Tudor, which was Pilo's assistant last season, mm-hmm. and and focus uh, their play uh, down uh, down the flanks again. This created the goal to tie it up at one one. Caprari crossed it in uh, into the box, took a deflection, which forced the save from Rui Patricio, and he pushed it into Barak's path, which uh, gave an easy tap in for the one one. So again, Caprari again uh, coming down. Coming down the wing, played a one-two with, uh, I believe, it was Illich, and then uh, finished a nice curling shot into the top post to make it two-one. Again, that was another potential goal mm. of the week, <laughs> in my opinion. And then, um, so Illich was unlucky when Pellegrini's cross was deflected in for two-two. And then Michael. Yes, we have the three-two goal here uh, for our goal of the week. It's been decided. This is it. Um, so it was... Uh, whose goal was it? It was um, Farahouni's goal. So here it is. Into the middle. Farahouni! It's a goal out of this world. Bella Farahouni captain has given his side the lead again. And it is a stunning, stunning finish. So, it, again, it was an outstanding finish. He kind of popped it up into himself and hit it on the full volley. And just, it was shot with so much power that no goalie could stop it. And it 
bounced uh, under off the underside of the crossbar. So that was our goal, of the, uh, goal of the weekend, goal of the yeah. round, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I think it was a well, well worth choice in my opinion. Uh, there was plenty of candidates, but I think we chose the right one, guys. Yeah, and another uh, great play by Illichair. I think he he's the one who passed it for Federer mm-hmm. than me. Yeah, uh, I, I I prefer the audio in Italian, Michael. You disagreed, but uh, again, we all have our. Uh, Do you have it? Our preferences, uh, no, but we'll uh, we'll post it on uh, our Twitter page <laughs> okay. for for our, all of our listeners to to, to yeah, enjoy. God. And that was the uh, Michael. That was the game winner the, from the three two from Pyroni. There you go. So if we're going to take it three two, um, again, obviously having uh, uh, hired a new manager, uh, Chris's favorite quote of uh, what's what's the how many games they have? Five, yeah, five games. Yeah, usually five games, and then you can start to judge the new manager. And the there results. you go. That's one game. So yeah. it was the change of manager effect beat the Mourinho effect. Ah, yes, quite. Mm. Yeah. So Roma <laughs> lose their first game of the season. Um, so uh, obviously they had won three games before that. It's it's uh, you know I, I would just be wondering if I'm Mourinho uh, whether how just how secure my job is after this goal after this game. <laughs> Why? Because people have been fired after three games. <laughs> <laughs> no, only because I wanted to play that again. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> He doesn't have to read at all. Uh, all right, let's move on here. So we had uh, next up Lazio Cagliari. So, so this one, that? yeah, Juliana. yeah, I got this one. Um, so bit cagey to start. Um, Immobile scored the opening goal just before halftime. Um, nice cross in from Milinkovic Savic. Immobile just kind of got a nice little deflection header to go to the far corner. Um, shortly after half. Cagliari actually pulled one back. This, again, was another one of our potential goal of the week candidates. Um, Joe Pedro running in, and Marin kind of did a nice little doink chip through ball, which caught all the defenders off guard, and then Joe Pedro finished it again with a nice little doink header over Reyna. Um, Cagliari actually took the lead shortly thereafter. Um, Keita Balde, who I completely forgot was on Cagliari, <laughs> assisted by Joe Pedro. So, Paulo, your favorite player. Don't, anyway, don't get me started. Just... <laughs> um, and I've, I've, also... I've, already, I've already mentioned it. Why? And we'll just go back <laughs> to previous episodes. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> thereafter. Was able to pull the draw out. Um, again, another potential goal of the week candidate. Cataldi, a nice strike, probably good 20 yards out. Um, I believe this was also bar down or fairly close to bar down. But yeah, and then that one ended 2-2. Um, so for Caledi as well, that was the first game for Mazzotti, their new coach. Well, new manager. So good results for them against Lazio. Um, and we'll see yeah, how they kind of fare from here on out. I'll, uh, I just want to quickly comment on Immobile's goal, the first goal of the game. I mean, I, I know even, I think every second goal so far tonight, we've said is a goal of the week candidate. So I, I'm not putting uh, Immobile's <laughs> goal on that scale, but I do think finishes like that are underrated because he's basically running towards uh, towards the goal line, obviously, but towards kind of the edge of the six-yard box. So his hips aren't really facing the net. So um, from the direction the cross came from, which is the the right side, Lazio's attacking right side, uh, to then finish it the way he did, going at the speed he was going. I think 
I would say Immobile made that look easy where that, that's a, a rather difficult finish to go across the goal. So I just want to give him a bit of props there um, uh, for that after, goal. After you shooting on him all summer. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he it was, was wearing a, it. Was, it was deserved all summer, though. <laughs> he was wearing a different just, jersey, Michael. I was going to say he just wears Lazio jersey under his Italy jersey. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it'll it. help. <laughs> just like Jorginho wore his Italy uh, pads underneath his Chelsea socks. Smart uh, man. CL. Yeah, he's very smart. smart. Man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that what what are that that in the two two? Yes. There we go. Two two. Um, okay. Moving on to the last game on Sunday, it was uh, the much-anticipated Juventus versus AC Milan, um, and it starts off very favorably for the old lady. They uh, get a nice chance off the counter, and Morata goes the other way, four minutes in and scores, makes a one nothing. Uh, Juventus have a great first half, um, could have scored to make a 2 nothing, didn't. That's going to be the story of their early season so far, for sure, because mm-hmm. uh, come the second half, um, Milan definitely get their uh, wits about them. Um, and uh, 76th minute on a corner, Tonali with a beautiful cross, uh, puts it literally on a tee for Rebic, who comes in, uh, pushes past Locatelli. Rabio is just kind of looking. And smiling. Uh, smiling, and then uh, There's looks Ra- on in horror. <laughs> Agent Rabio <laughs> grinning like an idiot. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? R.I.P. Norm Macdonald, who yes. wrote Celebrity Jeopardies. He actually wrote him? Okay. Well, he, he invented, or he invented, he created, I guess, the concept of Celebrity okay. Jeopardies for okay. SNL. Anyways, um, Rabich makes it 1-1, uh, and that's how it ends. It ends 1-1. Juventus still without a win this season, even though they, again, have a great first half. They cannot capitalize on their chances to ensure that uh, they come out um, or come into the second half with more than a one nothing lead. And it bites them in the butt because, again, Milan are not a team to, um, you know, just fall over and, and they kind of battle back here. And they could have won it, honestly, uh, at the very end after that 1-1 goal. They, there was a lot of uh, risking of the play, even without Bernardeschi <laughs> on, the, on the field. And, uh, again, they're lucky in the end, Juventus, to, to still get a point out of this. So, at the end of this game, uh, Juventus are currently in 18th position. Uh, they have two points out of a possible 12 points, uh, and they are risking relegation <laughs> four games into the season. All right. Uh, I just want to point out that, uh, again, just to stick it to Chris, <laughs> uh, the Murata counterattack goal actually. Murata beat Theo Hernandez for pace. He did. I, I just true. want to point he, that out. He there. did it. He also had like several yards on. Ah, and, okay, and Theo okay, okay. You <laughs> donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh, so uh, going back to Adrian Rabio, I mean, he had like multiple chances in the first half. In the first half, and yeah. and just watching that game, I was just like, okay. If they don't score a second one here, you just have a feeling that Milan are going to get get some confidence, get a lucky mm-hmm. goal off a set piece, which is exactly what happened. And it, 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 you kind of, again, Michael, I don't know if you have the same feeling watching the game. You know, it, it just wasn't going to go right, and, and it didn't. 
and what's what's um, what's frustrating is that they drop points. Actually, they blew, excuse me, they blew leads against Udinese, Napoli, and Milan, and mm-hmm. we only played four games. Yeah. Um, again, I, I think it's it's a little harsh to say. Uh, I don't know. I I think they just didn't they didn't do enough. That's at the end of the day, they didn't do enough to win this game because you know you finish you finish those chances and then we're having a different discussion here. It could it could have ended. Milan could have scored, but it may have been three one as a final result, right? Mm-hmm. So Allegri after the game was talking about, oh, you know, I I should have it's my fault. I should have made more defensive subs earlier on, and I think that's the totally wrong approach. <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's just, it's unfortunate because I thought Allegri coming back, this was going to be a great idea because you know um, this this team lacked an identity for two years um, under Saudi. They they were just kind of you know showing up and and kind of taking the points because it was still uh, a pretty um, slam pretty much a slam dunk for them. Uh, but last year for sure under Pirlo, they they were battling all season long, and you think with you know one of the best managers in the world, having Allegri back in the fold, uh, he would be able to kind of corral this team together. And it, it does, it just appears like there's something missing here. I don't know what it is. I don't think they know what it is, but the first halves, they come out, they come out strong and then they just kind of disappear. Okay. So that goes to my next point is they're not match fit. I mean, Locatelli was absolutely gassed at the end of the game. Like he couldn't even deliver a proper set. piece. Yeah. The very, very last play. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it, it, you're you're seeing the effects of the international break. You're seeing the effects of, uh, you know, playing uh, three games in ten days. And yes, I understand that everyone has to play three games in ten days, et cetera, et cetera. I understand mm-hmm. that, but again, it, it, they're they're expected to challenge for the title. They're currently in eighteenth, and they're currently in eighteenth place. And yes, uh, going back to uh, what I said. In earlier episodes, um, you know, wait until after 10. The season doesn't start until after <laughs> 10 game played. So we played four, but. <laughs> but that's in, in your example there, or after 10 games, whatever. I think it's an Allegri poll as well. Mm-hmm. But after 10 games, that's, that's if your team is being competitive in those 10 games in the first place. So you're, as a team, you've pulled two points out of 12 possible that's not you're not in that contention the people mm-hmm. who are in contention for saying oh the, the season starts after 10 games are napoli inter milan ac milan roma who have 12 10 and 9 points you know you right. right now you're you're currently 10 points back of first place so you, that's a that's quite a lot to make up even though i mean obviously it's done in the past where they, there's been lots of talk about what was it, 2015, 16, or whenever mm-hmm. it was, or four, yeah. 14, 15, when Allegri uh, came back. But I heard a stat that in that season, when they came back from having that very terrible start and, and they ended up winning um, that season as well, obviously, they took, at one point, 73 out of a possible 75 points. So I don't think that's realistic uh, at all for this team. Um, I'm not sure there's many people who would think that's realistic. So it's, you know, if you can scrape some of that uh, and make just be able to kind of uh, take, you know, this 10 point deficit and and battle back, I think that'll already be uh, a good first half objective for this team um, because they obviously need to need to show a lot more than they've been showing. 
So I'll, I'm just going to jump in quickly here. So mm-hmm. one word answers, Mike and Paulo. If Juve lose to Genoa, does Allegri get sacked? Wait, you mean in no, the Spets- next Spezia's Spezia is next. Is game. it Spezia? Oh, I don't yeah. know why I thought Genoa. So if they lose, if they lose to Spezia, does Allegri get sacked? Mike? No, no. Paul, you say no as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then just quickly uh, on Milan, so maybe we can move on. But uh, uh, so Tomori started at right back. Uh, I don't think that experiment worked. Now, I do think Tomori can be effective at right back, but I think Milan missed his pace uh, at the center back position. Uh, Romagnoli and Chiar. Uh, lack that so having Tomori as their partner kind of masks uh, that weakness that they have so that experiment didn't work out um, Tomori eventually got moved back to center back and I thought that worked out and then lastly I think for me anyways Tonali has cemented his spot in the starting 11 over Ben Assur. Um I think it's he's been he's been quality since the season started and he's been consistent so for me until uh, Tonali or Kessie you know have a string of poor performances or need a rest it should be Tonali and Kessie in, in midfield. Yeah, and to that point too, I just want to add, um, if you're Milan and you see uh, the way that Tonali's engaged in the game, obviously he's you don't want him to be making any stupid uh, decisions on the field, but uh, at one point he got a yellow card uh, for like, you know, him and Dybala were, Dybala, at, were having yeah. words, right? So, but again, that's, that's the kind of... I don't want to say it because it's the word, but you know the grinta. That's what you want from yeah. from Tonali, I think, right? You want you want that identity to come out in AC Milan because you want that to come back uh, to the team for them to be able to actually seriously contend for silverware. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I think it, he'll have to find that balance right between grinta and not not showing your emotions too much on the pitch. But yeah, I think performance wise, it's been it's been great yeah. so far. I I kind of want to just add uh, on on the on Chris's question there about about Allegri. You don't sack him because his contract is nine million euros. That's a simple reason. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it's whether or not uh, they're going to get the results this year. Obviously, it's it's he's definitely the best suited person I think for this team because no one could fix that team. <laughs> who is was it Sadi who said they were uncoachable? Yes. And a lot of those players are still there. So Yes, exactly. Um, also, go on our Twitter page and look up uh, the video of Allegri walking off the, uh, walking off the field after the mm-hmm. Milan game. Yes. Uh, some pure Tuscanisms right there, and it's absolutely enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, uh, that's it for the Sunday game. And, of course, on Monday there was a game, um, Napoli-Udinese. Uh, so this is, uh, I think I saw someone saying uh, the black and the top of the table, black and white t- team. Um, Bianca Nero is obviously Udinese um, against a, a, um, a blue, primarily blue color team. Also at the top of the table, you wouldn't expect it to be Udinese Napoli. I mean, Napoli, okay, but Udinese for sure not. Um, but uh, yeah, they end up, Napoli end up taking this game for nothing. Uh, Osman makes it. Uh, one nothing at the 24th minute. Uh, Ramani makes it 2 nothing. 35 minutes in. Uh, Kulbali scores in the 52nd to make it 3 nothing. And Lozano, Chucky Lozano makes it 4 nothing to round it out. And also there were some potential goal, goal of the round uh, candidates in, in this game as well. Yes. I, I, I truly enjoyed the Ramani goal. I thought that was a genius set play. Chris, what do you think? 
Was that the one where Kulibali moved it across? Yeah. 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 No, that was that was fantastic. Of yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a fan angle, um, fan uh, obviously filming with their phone. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll try and send it to you guys, but uh, that angle, you can see all the movement off the ball, and it was it was really nice to watch. Yeah. yeah so just to kind of paint that picture, it was a set piece, and it's it kind of gets passed, then it's crossed into Kulibali, who cross who just kind of throws it right in the middle of the uh, the box uh, for Romani to kind of knock in. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful team play. Okay, well, with that beautiful team play uh, and that dominant performance over Udinese, Napoli are your Serie A leaders so far. So, again, they have 12 points out of Apostle, 12 points. Um, they continue, Spalletti continues his, uh, um, his great run of uh, form to open up the season here. Um, Inter Milan are tied with AC Milan at 10 points uh, for second and third, respectively. And then Roma with their loss, uh, don't make up any ground, and they're in fourth position with nine points, tied with Fiorentina, uh, who are in fifth, uh, and Lazio are in seventh at the moment. Tied. It's a four-way tie, though. they got Atalanta, Udinese, and Bologna there. Um, I'm sure this table is going to shake up a little more. We'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we have... Uh, we, and actually, we'll get into it now anyways, because we have uh, a game midweek, then we have the match day uh, on the weekend coming up as well. So why don't, we, why don't we get into that right away? What do we have here? What's, uh, what are the big games coming up, Paulo? So midweek, uh, I'm sure you can help me out for the weekend games, but midweek I picked out four. Um, Atalanta, Sassuolo on Tuesday. Fiorentina, uh, Inter on Tuesday as well. Wednesday, it's the relegation battle between <laughs> Spezia and Juventus. <laughs> And then Thursday, Torino Lazio. Yeah, Torino Lazio. I think is going to be a good game for sure. Um, uh, yeah. I'm personally, other than the relegation battle between Spezia and Juventus, again that that's that goes down right at, right into my alley, the bottle of the table, right, Michael? Thought <laughs> you're a mid table. Yeah, you're a mid table. Uh, mid table, <laughs> bottom, middle to bottom table. There you go. How about that? Lower half. How about that? Lower half table. Is that why Juventus is there? <laughs> Okay, who are you, Chris Maselli? Come on. <laughs> it's a big, full, big shoes to fill. <laughs> and other than that, I'm actually looking forward to Fiorentina. I think Fiorentina are going to cause Inter a lot of problems. Uh, just Again, just based on recent form and also uh, just some of the tactical changes that Italiano has been doing mid-game, I think will cause Inter, Inter some problems. Yeah, we'll see for sure. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting midweek. Um, so again, that runs until what do we say Thursday? Thursday, Friday yeah. game. But then Saturday, we got more games here. So uh, a very interesting game for um, one particular member of this podcast uh, on Saturday at noon our time is Inter Milan versus Atalanta. So it's uh, it's the battle of uh, the the black and blues. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah, sure. It's. Uh, um... mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I don't think Atlanta, we mentioned earlier, they're not quite playing up to their, where they should be right now. So I'm interested to see how they do tomorrow against Sassuolo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, normally Gasparini teams, they start off slow. I feel like that's uh, Atlanta every year. And plus, there's always a lot of turnover at Atlanta as well. So it makes sense. Yes. Uh, other games this weekend. So Sunday. 
um, is the uh, Rome Derby. So Lazio Roma, uh, also at noon our time. Um, I guess just a, a, there's, other than that, maybe Udinese Fiorentina. Again, I, we, we just keep shouting out Fiorentina. This uh, seems like this week, you know, they, they deserved it. They, they're they're kind of right there. They're someone who, or their team rather, who uh, is is kind of asking for our attention and we're going to give it to them because, you know, they deserve it so far for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, did, okay, well, yeah, so go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, how did we not just pick Roma Lazio off the top for <laughs> game to week, game to watch this week? Well, it will like be, but it's, for me. but it's the weekend. <laughs> oh, I see. There's going to be a whole okay. match. Yeah, there's going to be a whole match day before that. Uh, but then, of course, Lazio Roma is, is going to be the... Well, that's a Roma and Inter Atlanta, I think, is another good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. That's, uh, is that it, guys? I think we, we kind of covered everything we wanted to cover today. Yeah. I mean, we covered Europe. Uh, we covered, you know, Serie A round four. And we went over uh, two rounds of Serie A that's going to happen this week. Yes. I, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of cultural. You know, that's a, the spicy meat the ball. <laughs> oh God! Why don't you just get, why don't you just get into your city every minute? We'll call the show. <laughs> All right. So actually, there was a surprising result. Uh, Parma, oh. uh, Gigi Buffon's Parma lost two one to Cremonese. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ascoli lost two uh, nothing to Benevento. Uh, Brescia tied. Crotone 2-2, and Monza dropped points against Terana. So the top four in in the Serie B standings is Pisa with 12 points, Brescia at 11 points, Cremonese at 9, and Frosinone at 9. The bottom four is Terana with 1 point, Alessandria with 0, Venezia 0, and Portinone 0. There you go. Oh, do you know who's called Capo Canoniere right now in Serie B? Uh, isn't it one of that, uh, your inter boy there? Oh, yeah. Esposito. Mulatieri? No, Mulatieri. Yeah, on Crotone. <laughs> Five goals so far. Good for so him. It... So gonna... yeah, Go ahead. I was about to say, Inter's turning out some uh, some young young striking talent, huh? Apparently. they He yeah. was on loan last year to second division Netherlands, I want to say. Volendam, and they actually sent a couple players there again this year because Wim Young is the coach. He played for Inter like mid nineties. Wim Hof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's back. Um, but yeah, so Militieri scored like twenty five goals for them last year, so they loaned him out to Catania this year, and he's off to a good start. Okay, so um, speaking about lower lower table, uh, Pescara beat Monta. Varki Aquila two one and they sit they sit in first place in group B Lega Pro. Stop Gee. the count. Yeah, stop <laughs> stop the count indeed. We want to see our beloved Delphini back in Serie B. We're still waiting for that jersey though. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta keep pestering them. We're waiting a long time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think pestering them is gonna get us anywhere. Um Okay. Uh, I mean uh, yeah. Marge wrote Ringo Starr a bunch of a bunch of letters, and they finally got a response <laughs> back. So you never know. It, you never yeah, know, Michael. 
No, no, I, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. The only thing is that Marge is a fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about Shawshank Redemption? The guy wrote to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Did you do you think that Shawshank Redemption was a documentary? <laughs> That's probably based off a true story, isn't it? I'll look it up right now. <laughs> no. The answer is no. The answer is a Stephen King novel? Correct. Okay. <laughs> oh for two tonight. No for two tonight. There you go. All right, let's uh let's get uh before we end up the show and off the show here, let's get everyone's uh pastor predictions um <laughs> what's what's gonna be the top selling pasta this year uh chris you go first top selling pasta is going to be pappardelle pappardelle egg noodles here first <laughs> i think we broke paulo yeah paulo paulo what's what's next paulo what's, what's gonna be the your choice I don't know. I, it has to be regatoni. It has to be nice and simple. And that's the, one, that's the ones you use for pasta del forno, right, Michael? Uh, yeah, typically. You can use that. There's, yeah. uh, I mean, you can use penne probably. Yeah. But penne um, regate, though. Uh, regate, regate, yeah. The ones, the lines are important to keep all that sauce in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Julian? Um, I mean, I was going to say penne, but you guys just said it. Mm. Let's go the... Uh... <laughs> uh, I'm drawing a blank yeah, Fusilli works. Fusilli's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Fusilli. Uh, and I'm going to take SpaghettiOs. <laughs> SpaghettiOs. <laughs> SpaghettiOs. The circles. The circles. The circle <laughs> pasta. Oh, God. Are you guys trying to break me or what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, you know, oh, this, conversation oh, without, <laughs> this conversation without any context is just odd, probably, but hey. You know what? There's, there's going to be a lot of people who understand it. Um, and to them, God bless them. Um, listen, we're going to have a, a great week of uh, Calcio. Um, make sure that you are staying up to date because we're going to have a jam-packed episode next week. We also have, obviously, a preview of um, European games next week coming up as well. And we're going to have to go through uh, these two results that are coming up um, for match day five and six, respectively. Uh, so again, make sure you're, you've got your, if you're in Canada, you're on Fubo. Uh, if you're ever anywhere else, whatever, I don't care. Pirate, if you have to, <laughs> um, make sure you're watching, uh, <laughs> Doesn't it kill culture. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah. a little bit. No, no, it, it doesn't people just, just... <laughs> it does not. It's already yeah. dead. Stop. stop. <laughs> it's already dead. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well with that, let's call it a show. Uh, we'll see everybody uh, next week when hopefully we'll have uh, m- more more of an answer regarding Pastigate. Uh, we'll, we'll get a, a proper understanding of what's what's going to happen here with uh, the top selling passes. All right, that's the show. Have a good night, everybody. Ciao, bye.